Support for the Creative City Podcast comes from the third annual Artworks Big Pitch presented by U.S. Bank. Find more information at artworkscincinnati.org. Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. For more information and to listen to previous episodes, please visit www.creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter for the latest updates and be sure to listen, rate and review on iTunes. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Creative City Podcast. I am your host, Tamia Stinson of thestylesample.com. And today I am here with my friend who also happens to be a stylist and artistic person all around, Jesse Cundiff. Hi, Jesse. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming down today. Glad to be here. Uh, so really this was like an excuse for us to catch up because I feel like I see you around, but I never get to actually like talk to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. listeners, you are getting... Uh, a fly-on-the-wall perspective (laughs) here. Um, So, Jesse, I know that you have been a stylist for a while. You've been a creative person for as long as I've known you. We met when we did... Pop Shop? Shop? Was that when we met? Second Sunday. Okay, that's what it was. It was Second Mm -hmm. Sunday that led to Pop Shop. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was fun. So, I remember back in the day, you were, like, making things out of glass and... Other mm-hmm. types of things that I would never think about doing because I just don't have those skills. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me a little bit about, like, your background and how you got into all this artsy-fartsy stuff. Um, well, we met, like, during the pop shop days, like you said, so that had to be the end of my college years. Okay. Um, so I went to college uh, for fine art, um, but I had also I'd already been working on Main Street at the Stained Glass Studio. Right. Even before Okay, I remember that college. place, actually, yeah. Yeah. So I was very heavily involved in Main Street and Over the Rhine and Final Friday um, while going through college. And, and you um, went to DAP, right? I went to NKU. You went to, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought you went to DAP. Mm-hmm. Okay. NKU has a really great ceramics program, and that's what I majored in. That's what I focused in. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So I had... A blast. And continue <laughs> to do ceramics a little bit after college, and now I just, like, barely touch it. But you still know how? Oh, yeah. Let's see. I'm working yeah. on my, my clay studio now in my house. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll get there someday. Okay. An artistic background of using my hands and working with crafts, and also just, like, running the gallery and um, pop shop with you and volunteering at Second Sunday. Um, it's always been how can I be part of the community and how can I uh, be part of the background of it and not just be selling jewelry, not just oh, be okay. selling glass objects, but how can I... Um, you want to be more involved? Involved, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Involved in my community. Um, so that's where I was at that point in time where I met you. And then um, a couple years later, got involved in the styling world thanks to Amazon opening in Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. In Kentucky, I should say. Um, and I just did a total 180 and I said, you know what? I've been so busy involved in my community that I haven't focused on myself. Oh, okay. So I started styling and what got, what made you want to do like styling in particular though? Was there anything that drew you to it? I mean, I've always had a love for fashion Mm -hmm. and then I I never, since I didn't go to school for it, I thought, 
my chances of working in it were probably done. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I signed off on that way too early. And then when I started styling at Amazon, within literally two weeks, I was like, oh, this is for me. <laughs> nice. I was like, this is not some part-time thing. Like, this uh-huh. is for me. Okay. Is, and it just, I haven't stopped since. So just a lesson for everybody, because I was actually talking to one of my younger cousins about this. She just graduated from high school, and she's kind of trying to figure out what she wants to do next. And she's really stressed about not knowing exactly what she wants to do in college. I was like, girl, don't worry about that. Nobody knows what the hell Mm -hmm. they're doing in college. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't change your major at least once, then I feel like you're not doing it right. Right. So don't, I mean, obviously, once you get into a school, focus on your education, try to do the whole college experience Mm -hmm. if you can. But Mm -hmm. don't think that it has to be the be-all, end-all of what your career is going to be, because it's not... It hardly ever is. It's mm-hmm. fine. I, know, I tell people all the time, you know, I haven't showed my degree to one person who I've Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I have that piece of paper on my wall. Yeah. I don't and it's even been have there forever. Oh, I got my mom framed it for me, like, as a, <laughs> as a reminder. <laughs> like, look what I did for you. <laughs> I, it's, it's pathetic. I, I owe NKU, um, like, $40 for a parking ticket, so they won't give me my Are degree. you kidding? So I still don't have my degree. Oh, that's crazy. Even though I graduated and, you know, I did everything. Technically, you have Technic- your degree. Yeah. You just don't have the piece of paper. No. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so exactly. You can you can go to college and end up working in a totally different field. And it's fine. And I'm glad still glad I went. Mm-hmm. I'm still thrilled that I got to meet all those people and even still thrilled that I'm in debt so much for <laughs> my loans. Like it's fine. I'm you know, I'm glad that happened. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that was the whole my whole twenties, you know, the, my age eighteen to twenty eight. I was in and out of college and meeting people and going to art shows and running. I mean, I had a blast. Yeah. It's just now I happen to be in a different field and a different world. And those things all kind of led up to where you are now. So it's not like it was information that's not actually being used at this point. Exactly. You know, I'll help develop your it, eye. And, it helps. Mm-hmm. It really does help. When as, a, as in my job, I not only have to have an eye for fashion or for uh, composition or interiors, I also have to have those hand skills to do it. I also have to be really good with my hands, and that's what I did the last 10 years was, um, well, not last 10 years, but earlier, um, was perfect craft, my craft, and, you know, build and solder and paint, you yeah. know, all those things. All those things that mm-hmm. I swear to God, my hands just will not do for me. I don't know why. <laughs> they don't cooperate. So you, <laughs> so you got two weeks into Amazon. You were like, oh, okay, styling, yes, going to yeah, do this. Done. Then what? And then I just I didn't stop. Uh-huh. I just didn't stop. I just start working like crazy. Um, were you working only at Amazon or were you doing other stuff? I was working only at Amazon for about a year. Okay. So that was like a um, uh, boot camp of <laughs> styling. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure you've heard the stories. Yeah. Um, and then I left Amazon and then just started styling um, for photographers and studios around Cincinnati. And once I realized that I could do this and it was happening and I could be a freelancer, um, then I signed with an um, agency in Chicago. So now I work in Chicago and Columbus and Louisville and Cincinnati <laughs> and whoever wants to hire me yeah, in whatever city. It sounds like... Um it sounds like a lot of traveling, but mm-hmm. it also sounds like you get to work with a lot of cool people. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed. I get to work in a different studio every week, meet different people. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like a wonderful world of photography out there, that, <laughs> a, a network. And then you run into somebody like 
one state away that you thought you had a, you weren't going to see anymore, and you see them three years later. You know, it's just it's really fun. And as as much as I complain about not having a steady lifestyle, I do realize how lucky I am that I'm not, you know, stagnant and I'm not bored with my job, which could easily happen. Yeah. To any of us. Yeah, I agree. I think that being able to switch it up is a huge part of staying interested and passionate about what you do. When you were deciding to kind of like go off on your own mm-hmm. and working with other photographers, like what was your, I get a lot of questions about this, so listeners, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you are interested in the styling profession or anything along those lines, what were you doing when you were um, reaching out to photographers? What were you saying? Were you emailing them? Were you contacting them on Instagram? What were you doing? You know, I did a lot of cold calls like that and I got zero responses. Really? I'm not kidding you, zero. What? The only reason I'm where I'm at today is because I would work with one person, and that one person would say, oh, I have a friend, maybe you can work with them. And then they tell them their friend about me. Or they say, or I meet somebody on a job who, um, you know, I met a photographer in a job in Toledo. I was on a commercial job, and then the photographer was there taking stills, and he said, I can use you in my studio in Columbus. So then I started working with him for years. So all it's just networking and uh you know, in-person, word of mouth. It, the cold calls never worked for me. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so that's it. Yeah. And, and and eventually, this is six years later now since I went freelance. So now um, I have this great list of clients and photographers and friends that I work with. Um, and it's pretty steady. Yeah. So I can say I did it. That's I'm, the hard part I about being it. freelance. So once, yeah. you've, once you've achieved steady, like, that's the, that's the apex, in mm-hmm. my opinion. <laughs> But I should also add, you know, the cold calling didn't work, but meanwhile, I was taking photos like crazy. You were taking photos? I was working with photographers. Okay. I was uh, styling photos Uh like crazy um, for free. Yeah. Left and right. Yeah. Building my portfolio. Right. Working my butt off um, to build a portfolio, a website, to show people when they did say, what do you do? Why should I work with you? Um, So I really did. I worked really hard to get that freelance career going. How important would you say it is to build up your portfolio, especially when you're first starting out, and to make sure that it is available to people who want to see it? You said how important is it? How important is it? Oh, incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, the more experienced I get, the more people just don't even bother looking because they're like, oh, we've heard about you for years. Or or my friend has already known you, you know, whatever you're in. Um, But in the beginning, you got to show your passion you have to show your passion about this, and this is, isn't something that you just fell into styling. You have to show that you actually care, I think. I mean, I've seen other people um, uh, rise up the ladder through that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was, um, I was talking to another stylist who's been in the game for a while. For a while, I mean like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, when I, when I got into styling, you know, I'd been running a gallery, and somebody just asked me if I wanted to style a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. It is not that way anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is no longer how the world works. That is yeah. right up there with, like, telephones with cords right. and Atari games. <laughs> that, is, that is not going to work anymore. So a lot of times people will ask me, like, you know, you know, how do I get into styling or what have you? And I'm like, oh, do you have a portfolio online? Like, are mm-hmm. you showing your work somehow? Mm-hmm. No. 
oh, well, then you're not trying to get into the game then. Mm -hmm. You have to have something, mm -hmm. preferably digital, because let's be honest, that's how people look for things mm -hmm. nowadays. That's how I learn about new people. I've fallen down the Instagram wormhole more than once where you just start mm -hmm. clicking on this link and, oh, this profile and that profile. Mm -hmm. But you have to have some way to get your work out there. Mm -hmm. And in order to get your work out there, you got to be actually doing some work. Right. It's just a great proof that you're that you're the passionate one. Mm -hmm. That I'm not just, and I, I know from experience from hiring assistants and also recommending other stylists. Um, I I'm not going to hire you unless I saw I see that you have some sort of drive, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just show up and say I'm a stylist, which anybody can. Everybody do, has everybody. done that. In the same way, everyone everyone now can say they're a photographer. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Everyone's a stylist photographer. I have now. a DSLR, so yeah, yeah. And and I and I get it. I'm sure you're very talented, but um, we when we all want to be that, we got to be picky, and you got to work your butt off. Mm -hmm. Speaking of working your butt off, what else do you look for in um, a stylist assistant? Oh, somebody who is just as passionate about it as I am. I mean, I've had assistants who just sit there on their phone all day. What? And Yeah. And they think their job is just sit there and wait to be called upon. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I have a couple assistants who will stand right next to me, listen to what the art director is telling me, take down notes, be one step ahead of me, and not just because they want to be a good assistant, because they're interested too, and they're not going to, in being a stylist, I should say, so they're not going to let this job pass them without them learning also, mm -hmm. and I could see that a mile away when somebody's actually interested in learning the craft and uh, the business of commercial photography, um, and they will be one step ahead of me and, and handing me things and steaming things before I can even ask for it, Ooh. and that... Is a great assistant. Yeah, I was about to say, what? Where are you finding these people? <laughs> well, the problem is those people are so good that they quickly turn into right. their own style, you know, mm -hmm. stylist, and then they're not around anymore. So then, once again, I'm scrambling for new assistants and going weeding through them again because the other ones have already moved up. Process starts all over again. Yep. It's the circle of life. Yep. <laughs> like little baby Simbas, they all are. <laughs> So you do a lot of working, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. What type of work is your favorite? Like, do you have a particular... I know you like fashion. I love fashion. And there's not a lot of fashion in this city. Um, so when we do our fashion shoots, it's for our friends. It's for our, um, our friends' stores, our friends' jewelry, our friends' furniture line. Um, so any type of photos that we could take that push the boundaries of... Um, your typical uh, commercial shoot mm -hmm. where we're actually, you know, getting creative and showing people things they haven't seen. Um, those are my favorite shoots. Where you get to be a little bit more experimental. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, I, I, I draw these inspirations and ideas from New York and L.A. and around the world and to get a little piece of that, just a tiniest little piece even in Cincinnati to me is exhilarating. Yeah, I really like whenever I see um, stuff that you've done. And it's weird. I can almost always tell that it's you behind it, even if I don't see the credits. Really? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, and I think that's a good thing. Like, everybody kind of has their own aesthetic. And when you have developed that enough, people know what to call on you for, and they recognize your work as your own, hmm. which I think is pretty cool. That is very cool to hear. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm all over the place. 
I like so many different styles and aesthetics. Yeah. So if somebody can recognize a thread, that means, you know, maybe I'm maybe I do have a aesthetic and yeah. that's a good sign. You have a vision. And I think it's okay to experiment with different types of things. Like I do that all the time. Well, maybe not all the time now that I've gotten older, I've sort of gotten curmudgeon and set in my ways. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it just I know what I like now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's easier to say, oh, no, that's not for me. But this uh, over here is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is kind of still fun to experiment with different different genres, you know, sportswear versus streetwear versus high fashion and find out a way to mix them all up together. Right. And, and actually you have a similar aesthetic, I think, where, you know, one day you're really sporty, you know, with sneakers on like you have on right now. And then the next day you're like so polished and, you know, beautiful and the hair's done and makeup's done and... Um, that is not very often, guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of no makeup days in the past month or so. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> Same way. Um, until my tan goes away, then I put makeup on again. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard for me to sometimes hone in on like what is that that style. But but maybe but you I'm also to. okay with it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm also kind of like it's fun to be open great with it. to different things yeah. and trying to because stuff. that is my job you know next w- one week i'm doing um, a handbag line that's this style and then the next week i'm doing you know furniture line that's high end you know like i, I have to be all over the place mm-hmm. so i can't pigeonhole myself just yet when you're doing stuff like that like where are you drawing inspiration from do you have a favorite place or places to go or people that you kind of look at and there are photographers and stylists that I follow yeah. on Instagram. Other, I keep saying Instagram because Cause I'm, it's, I'm not good at that good social media or like being on, online. Yeah, so but it's, it's like the such a way. visual medium. It's so like, cool. Yeah, it's, it's so, right it's there in visual. front of you. Yeah, it's right there in front of you. I quickly scroll. I take a screenshot mm-hmm. of things that I like, and mm-hmm. then I, you know, file it, and I'm done. That's about it. And then I get on Pinterest once in a while, and I keep folders under there. Yeah, me too. Every now and then I'll be, like, on top of my game and all the images that I've screenshot from Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'll crop them really neatly and then upload them to my Pinterest board. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. Now, that only happens, like, once every two months because I'm not that good at keeping all that stuff. It usually happens when I need to clear my phone off when I run out of space. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, definitely love doing that. But you travel, like, not necessarily for work. You travel as well, right? Um, I did a lot of traveling last year. I do. I take a lot of vacations, you can say. (laughs) Those are research trips, Jessica. But, you know, it's the deal I made with myself when I said, if I'm going to stay in Cincinnati, um, it's an expensive city to live. Mm -hmm. I have no excuse not to travel a ton. It's a great home base because... Absolutely. Like you said, it's inexpensive. The cost of living is relatively low. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm freelance, mm-hmm. so I can have a month off at a time if I want. Yeah, you can. I sure can. <laughs> and so I became one of those people that you're always like, I don't know about you, but I I used to see people travel Europe for like three months, and I'm like, who? How? 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 Sway? Like, what? Like, <laughs> who was funneling money down to your bank account? Uh-huh. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And so I did that last year, and I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> so I'm doing something right. I, I went to visit my sister in Greece and my cousin in London and a bunch of different countries in between. Um, and it was a beautiful, amazing experience to, to not work for three months straight because I've been working nonstop since I was 15 years old. Um, so, you know, that's just me living my adult life that I find healthy and attractive. Which is good because nobody needs to work all the time. And mm-hmm. I, you know, there's this... 
hustle, hustle, hustle all the time mentality mm-hmm. out there now, and I'm over it. I know. I I'm know. over the hustle. Yeah. I need to be a full person, and yeah. that involves not hustling all the time. That involves taking some time off. That involves taking some right. time for self-care. That exactly. involves traveling and doing things that appeal to me that are not necessarily work-related. Exactly. I don't want to look back and say, oh, I don't remember 2016 because I worked every single week. You know, yeah. I, I, I need to have a week off every three or four weeks so I can say I had a blast with my friends and family. So you can say you had a life. Mm-hmm. That's like my mm-hmm. biggest motivator is, and this is morbid, uh, but like <laughs> me being on my deathbed, which is always very dramatic, like on a soap opera. Yeah. And I've got like family all around and I'm, I'm speaking like this and <laughs> I've got like blankets draped on me and I'm like I'm reaching out my hand weakly to my child. Like, children, let me tell you something about life. And my number one motivator is thinking about how I don't want to regret not having done something. Right. And that involves, or that includes, I don't want to regret not having traveled. I don't want mm-hmm. to regret not having spent this day with my mom versus spent this day working on something on my laptop mm-hmm. in my living room. Zero regrets. I don't want to have any regrets about the stuff that I did not take the opportunity to do. Right. So do you have any... I've asked this question before to my friends, actually, and they laugh at me and they think I'm crazy. But do you have any regrets if you were to die tomorrow? And that's just, and that is just a way of of saying, what do I need to be doing right now? What should I be doing? That I'm putting off for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right? And kind of putting it in perspective. Yeah. And I, my only one has been, in the last couple of years, has been I want to be more um, involved in my community again, hmm. making an impact. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did this year by being a big sister. Because Are you I'll, a big sis? I'm a big sis. Yay! Good for you. <laughs> um, and that came about because I thought, how do I get involved in anything community related when I'm always traveling? Right. Nobody. Yeah. Can, right. Nobody can rely on me to be there on Thursdays at three p.m. Right. I can't be. You know, I can make zero scheduling in Cincinnati. Um, so then I thought, okay, oh, being a big sister means just me having a relationship with a little girl who um, we can make dates together at any time we want. So. That's how that came about. And, of course, it's been successful and beautiful experience mm-hmm. already. Okay, so I know that, you know, the big sister experience is primarily for the child, but I feel like most of the adults that I talk to get just as much out of it. What mm-hmm. have you gotten out of it? Um, what have I gotten out of it? Just um, having youth around me. How inspiring is it to be around people who have their entire freaking lives ahead of them? Yeah. It's so, ah, I love it. They're so full of hope Mm -hmm. and cheer and, but also incredibly flattered that they want to spend time with me. And I say they because um, there's two little girls that are sisters that I'm mentoring and then my girlfriend is mentoring the other little sister. So we hang out together like all the time. Okay, that's adorable. It's it's pretty adorable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so sweet because they are so sweet and they just cling on to us. Mm -hmm. And just because they're so, because they're little girls, they're touchy-feely. They don't mind hugging us and, you know, sitting on our laps and it's just sweet. Anyway, I think it's adorable and sweet and amazing that they want to spend time with us. That somehow me, a 33-year-old woman is providing fun and excitement to 11-year-old little girl is just blows my mind. Yeah. Because any day now she's going to turn into a tween who doesn't want to have anything to do. <laughs> true, true. I remember those days. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I just really want to, like, build that relationship before that happens, and it, that is what's happening. So um, uh, it's I've already seen her grow as a person, and I've grown 
it's been it's been beautiful. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. So now I'm gonna look into into being a big a big. Ooh, <laughs> I can tell you all about it. I know. I will. I will be asking you all about okay, it. Okay, good. Actually, <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. So. In terms of plans for the future, what do you have going on? Because actually, I remember seeing something. It, must, it was probably on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, handbags. Oh Are yeah, we're handbag making handbags. We're making these handbags. How cute! Mine is, mine, I wear it every day for like five months now, so it's probably <laughs> an absolute mess. <laughs> um, but that just goes to show you how much I love what we design uh-huh. because I can't. I haven't found a handbag since we made them, probably back in March or May. I forget when it was. Um, now, who's we? Me and Rosie Kovacs, mm-hmm. um, who's half of the Brush Factory, um, has her her passion is in fashion also. I will post a link to the episode with Rosie in the show notes. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She did this a couple weeks ago? A couple months couple ago. Months ago. Um, so we started a little um, clothing line, you could say, called Big Sis. Um, Wait a second. Yeah. I'm seeing a connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we had to come up with a name uh-huh. anyway. And two years ago, Rosie and I had a um, garage sale, a yard sale of all of our things, and we called it Big Sis. That's, some, that's what she came up with. Kind of as if your big sister was handing down clothes to you. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a couple years ago. And then me becoming a big sister around the same exact time that we were planning these bags, I was like, Rosie, we got to go. I mean, that's just serendipity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to. So, um, so that's where that came from. Um, and right now we're working and we have one denim bag designed right now and they're for sale at Continuum. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to ask where people can get them. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're at Continuum and, um, we're working on a second design right now and we're not necessarily a handbag. We're going to do jackets and we're going to do, um, uh, ponchos, I think they have some ponchos in line, and yeah, we'll see. Cool. Yeah, it's just a little side project. I'm looking just, forward to that. We just can't help ourselves. I we, want stuff. We got stuff for you. <laughs> 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 but see, that's a good sign. When you can't help but do a thing, yeah. then that means you should probably be doing that thing. Right, right. And you know, Rosie, she's busy as can be. I know. She, you you can't get a busier person. Mm-hmm. And here she is sitting down and design, designing bags with me and sewing. So, you know, she's inspiring, and I feed off of her energy, and it's a good it's a good match. Yeah, it's always good when you have people who you can kind of who you have that give and take with. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're being able, you're able to contribute, but also you're getting something in return. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy relationship for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every time I say that. You know what? I I should I should sit down and shut up and because <laughs> I really do need to sit down and be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> but some random idea will come to my head and it's uh-huh. just I can't not do it. Right. And usually, if I feel that way, that's when I know that that's probably something I should pursue. Right. Which, which kind of goes back to what we were saying about you know making sure you have time to relax. Um, I struggle with that because when I do try to relax, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have all these ideas. Oh, my God. There's so many ideas. And so it's like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I was not put on this earth to relax like I, <laughs> like I think I was. You know? There's yeah. just too much to do. And, I hear and, and, not, and it's fun stuff to do. It's know? stuff that you want. I like. I It'd be different if I was dreading it. I will never, ever be bored. Yeah. I will never be bored. I will never be bored. Which- you, could, you could take away my full-time job right now, and I, I would find... A million things to to make and do. You absolutely would. You know? Uh Uh-huh. It's a blessing and a curse, though. 
We're gonna we're gonna stay on the side of blessing though. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Support for the Creative City Podcast comes from the third annual Artworks Big Pitch presented by US Bank. One chance, eight finalists, twenty thousand dollars. Which local creative entrepreneur will take home the prize? Your vote decides. Be there on October 6th at Rheingeist Brewery to watch as eight local designers, artisans, and creative entrepreneurs give their five-minute business pitch to a live audience. Meet the finalists and get ticket information at artworkscincinnati.org. of blessings. Um, lately, I've been trying to take some time to appreciate the smaller things in life. Like the other day, I was in a really crappy mood. Ooh, such a terrible mood. Because mm-hmm. it was it was one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like blocked and frustrated both mentally and emotionally and intellectually, honestly. Um, and I was walking down the street and I got my mean mug on, you know, I already have resting bitch face. <laughs> So I had, like, a serious mean mug on. I had my headphones in. Not talking to anybody. (laughs) And I was walking down the street, and I happened to look up, because, you know, you should look where you're going. Right. And I looked up, and the sky, like, opened up in front of me somehow. Mm. And it was the sun shining through some clouds. And it's like, you know, you get the little sun rays coming through the clouds. And I looked at it, and I was like, I couldn't help but smile. Mm Mm-hmm. It was completely involuntary, totally Mm -hmm. against my will. Mm -hmm. But I just had a moment where I had to, like, giggle and laugh at myself because I was being ridiculous. (laughs) And it's okay to take some time to be pissed off and angry and frustrated, and I do that for sure. But that was a nice, like, gentle reminder that this is not the end, all be all of your attitude. Things can always turn around. It's not that bad. You're a small part of a much larger organism. Exactly. As in the rest of the universe. So everything will be okay. And that made Mm -hmm. me feel a lot better. And it was just looking up at a cloud. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you had any small moments of of joy? You know, lately, as you were saying that, I was thinking of that happens to me a lot. (laughs) <laughs> where I get, <laughs> where I'm just as grumpy, yes. and I'm just stuck in my own little world, uh-huh. and how woe is me, my life is just so hard, and, you know, work is so hard. What happens to me all the time is I'll be having those moments when I'm out shopping, because I'm really don't like, I don't like to go out and shop, which I is hear crazy, you, girl. I because hear you. it's my job, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to like it, mm-hmm. but I don't like that part at all. <laughs> Unless I'm shopping for really cool stuff, but a lot of it's not really cool stuff. Um, so anyway, I will just be at Kroger, and I will be grumpy and mad at the world for no good reason, and some lady will be checking me out, and she will be the happiest, sweetest, you know, just sun ray of light, you know? And she makes me smile, and I'm, I'm thinking, here, look at me. Right. Here I am. <laughs> this woman is, you know, checking out, just like working at Kroger, and you know, probably has grandkids at home she needs to feed and has a much harder life than me. And I'm here I am, like, thinking my life is hard, you know? So, and then, and then she makes me laugh, you know? She picks me up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I need, to, I need to straighten up. Right. Puts things in perspective But a that happens bit. to me all the time. Yeah. Whether it's McDonald's or Kroger or UDF, like, all these, like, <laughs> you know, like, places you don't expect to uh-huh. have... To have Smiles and laughs with people yeah. happens all the time. It actually happened to me with an Uber driver once. 
Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He reminded me of my dad. I cried with an Uber driver. Oh, my God. I cried in a five-minute drive. (laughs) Man, that was fast. Because he he took in his nephew who lost his parents. Oh, and in, and it helped inspire me to be a big sister. Like really, a week later, yeah, that Uber driver. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you just never know what kind of difference mm-hmm. you're making in people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jesse. Now, where can people find you if they want to find out more about you? I'm on Instagram. I took a break from Facebook, but on Instagram as as J E S S C. C Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, C- uh, yes. <laughs> you know it more than I do, probably. I think I don't look at it because it's my own. Because it's yours, yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm on there, and I like to post photos of what I'm working on sometimes and my travels. That's an easy way to catch up. And you have a website too. I have a website, jessiekundiff.com, and that's more of my professional portfolio of commercial photography. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you can find me online at The Style Sample on Instagram, Twitter, and every now and again Snapchat when I feel like it. And if you want to listen to episodes of the Creative City Podcast, both current and past, you can head to creativecitypodcast.com. Be sure to sign up for the mailing list. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me.